Jessica Vega-Peterson is a candidate for Multnomah County Commission District 3. Jessica joined us last on the show shortly after the stay-at-home order started. Boy, boy, have times changed. She's running unopposed for her second term. Today she's back to tell us what she's doing on Election Day and what races she's watching. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thanks so much, Emily. It's so great to be talking with you today. Well, happy I, Election Day. Happy Election Day. I am so excited for all the races that are happening locally and across the state of Oregon. How are you feeling today? Uh, you know, it's a little surreal to um, have Election Day when, when everybody's still staying at home so much. And this usually accumulates like a whole season of getting out, knocking on doors, uh, talking to people. And it's been a different, a definitely a different election season. Um, but, you know, we're still trying to, today's a really important day still. And I know a lot of folks are still trying to um, get the vote out and do the last minute um, ballot election collection. So it's still an exciting day overall. Absolutely. So much possibility. We also have Colin Jones on the line here with us. Colin, can you hear us? Yeah. Good morning, Jessica. Excellent. Good morning. So, so Jessica, how are you spending the day? Uh, you know, it's um, it's somewhat of a, a normal day uh, in terms of business, um, but there's a couple extra special things too. Um, you know, I start off uh, election day morning with a traditional breakfast that I've had with a group of friends, and this has been going back for about nine years now since I was first running for the state legislature um, back in 2012. And there's been a group of us that have gotten together for breakfast every election morning um, in May and November. Um, so we're going to keep that up, even though this morning it's going to be a Zoom meeting. That's fantastic. You know, as you look at the ballot this this primary what are some of the races you're most excited about and want to hear the race uh, hear the race results later today yeah i think the biggest one in my mind is the uh, oregon secretary of state's race that's mm. like one of the most you know highest level um you know really contested races that we have here in oregon and it's been so different um, in terms of um, how people are interacting with candidates and how things are going virtual with a bunch of forums that are online, that it's hard to tell, you know, where everyone is. Um, and, and we've got such a contested primary on the Democratic side that I think it's going to be really interesting to see the results of that one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, without having in-person events, getting a, a sense of turnout, without door knocking, without also a lot of public polling this go around, it's really hard to know in some of these races with a lot of candidates, what, you know, how folks are trending or or what we're going to see later tonight. Yeah, I think one of the things that for a candidate, it's um, you have that when you have a chance to go door to door and canvas people, you get that interaction with folks. And that feels really good to know that you're talking with people, you're doing the work that you need to do. But it's also a great way to just walk and get outside and get some of that like nervous energy that you have out. And I think that's also been a thing that's been really hard for candidates this time around is that you don't get that release. And it's all really um, you're just kind of sitting still uh, more. And um, that's not as fun when you've got a lot of lot of energy to get out. And so you you are running to for a second term as Multnomah County Commissioner District three. You had some competitors early on. Those have then fallen out. How do you run a campaign unopposed? Um, you know, this is the second time that I was unopposed for Multnomah County Commission. And um, the first time around, it was just, a, you know, and, and really this time around, too, it's a chance to, um, you know, let voters know who I am. I still, first time around, I still did canvassing. I still went out 
and talk to people because I wanted to introduce myself to parts of the district that I hadn't represented before. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still do that. This time around, I've been focusing more on you know, working uh, for other candidates and really supporting some of the, the really big races that are they're happening or highly contested races that are happening locally with candidates that I support because there's so many, there are so many um, open city council seats mm-hmm. um, that are up in the air as well as a lot of state legislative races around the Portland area that are, that are highly contested. Mm. And so given that sort of opportunity to focus on other races, like what, what values or principles guide your endorsements and your own voting? Oh, that's a really great question. You know, I mean, I want to I want to um, make sure that the candidates I'm supporting are, um, you know, going to have similar values that um, that I bring in terms of things like uh, reproductive choice and justice, um, climate, you know, somebody who's going to be fighting for climate, um, but really looking for candidates who have life experience and uh, perspectives that um, that we don't necessarily already have being represented so that people who are going to fight harder um, for those that haven't had a voice historically. And I think that's even more more important now when we're facing um, COVID-19 and the impacts of that, um, because we're going to need to make sure that as we go through this, as we recover, that everybody is, um, you know, getting um, access to, to um, heal and to become whole, um, especially those who have been hit hardest by it. Yeah, I, I appreciate your point about the coronavirus because I was going to ask how that that's affecting you. But I, w- I would kind of, since you answered that, I would instead say, you know, as you look around over the last two months, um, what do you think Oregon and the county have gotten right in terms of our coronavirus response? And where do you think we've stumbled a little bit? You know, I think that Oregon and Multnomah County was was did an amazing job in responding early and in taking strong steps to respond in the right way. Um, you know, I think the whole West Coast did this, but I have to, um, you know, really um, say, you know, that I think the governor, I think the county chair, um, Deborah Kafori, and the mayor were, were did a great job in, in saying, like, we're going to be taking this seriously and it's going to be hard, but we're going to take these steps early. Um, in the entire state of Oregon, the number of um, coronavirus or COVID-19 cases that we've had and the number of deaths that we've had in the entire state is the same number in the single county in Indiana that I grew up on. So we've really done an amazing Mm. job of making sure that we're going to keep our numbers down. And I think that's playing out as we look at opening up and recovering again, um, being smart about it, being led by public health and how we're making our decisions and making sure that we have the the systems and the capacity in in, um, place as we open up to respond if this decides to come back. And Jessica, of course, the Multnomah County or Multnomah County has not applied to reopen at this point. There has been some pushback from various leaders in the community about um, making sure that recovery is addressed with an eye on equity and then we're not just looking at overall data points but we're really disaggregating the data to look at how COVID-19 is impacting communities of color, folks of various uh, economic ability. How can and how is Multnomah County leading with regard to recovery with an eye on equity? Yeah, so we're um, actually going to be briefed as a Multnomah County board later this morning about our reopening plans and the and the way that we're going to be making the determination around reopening. 
Um, and I think uh, Multnomah County, we've done, we have such a fantastic folks in our public health department and everybody who's working at the emergency operations center to make sure we're doing this in the right way. So there's actually a dashboard that we have set up on the Multnomah County website um, that talks about the thresholds for reopening during COVID-19. And it, and it does exactly what you say. It, it looks at the number of cases we have, it looks at the amount of PPE we have, but it really breaks it down so that we can see which communities um, are being impacted the most and how those, how numbers are trending along those lines. Um, because it is important. We know that um, COVID-19 is hitting communities, um, communities of color, people who have um, experienced vulnerabilities harder than the general population. So the recovery needs to make sure that it's including those groups or else we can't really say that we're recovering at all. Um, I'm just as, as excited as everybody else to reopen again. I miss doing the things every day that we've gotten used to like meeting friends um, for a drink or you know just taking part in lots of activities um, but again it's so important that we do it the right way so that we don't um, we don't lose the ground that we've done such a good job of, of making and again do it in a way that um, that leaves some people um, left out of the recovery and so as we move closer to that recovery do you do you have a vision of what uh, post-covid Multnomah and a post-covid region looks like? Are there things, lessons that you hope we take from this, things that are different, not just a return to normal? Yeah, I don't, I think normal is going to be different for everybody, you know, and I think it's going to be some very obvious signs that I think, you know, people are going to be just wearing masks um, so much more often than we ever saw in the past, just, be, um, you know, and, and just really as an act of kindness to, you know, take care of yourself and to take care of the, the people around you um, to protect them. So I think that's one of the the outward signs, but I also hope that, you know, some of the good things that we've gotten out of this experience in staying home are things that we can um, take with us to maybe slowing down pace a little bit. Um, you know, really, you know, there's been so much like sourdough bread that's been made <laughs> in the world, you know, just like really enjoying some of these, these home things that we've done before. And I definitely think that our, um, our gratitude and our um, appreciation for all of our teachers are going to, is, is going to be huge after this for, as a, as a, um, somebody who's been staying home with her two kids during this whole thing. That's helpful. Now, Jessica, of course, back to election day. We've got a lot of new candidates, first-time candidates. We've got folks having to do quite a bit of a, a pivot to run a campaign remotely. As you look up across the many different races locally, statewide, are there any, um, any uh, election innovations that you've been seeing and how folks are approaching their candidacy that have, that have you inspired? Yeah, I think the the move to virtual has been really impressive with a lot of campaigns. I mean, we saw um, a lot of social media ads in years past, but mm -hmm. this year it's been probably the primary way that most elections are um, are getting in touch with voters. And the the great thing that I've seen is that people and candidates are doing really just um, who they are, like Facebook live streams, talking to people maybe on a weekly basis and, ha and having uh, conversations with people. Um, so that it really connects candidates with the people who are going to be in their community and voting for them in a real way um, that you haven't seen in elections past. So I think that's been great. And I also think that uh, the way campaigns have been able to um, gear up volunteers and engage them to things like text banking and um, Zoom calls um, for voter outreach, um, even when it's in front of their own computers at home, but they're still out there working for candidates and, and connecting with uh, voters. Um, that's been huge, and that's something that I don't think find a way. Mm. 
So today is election day. Tomorrow is a new day. What does tomorrow hold for you? Tomorrow holds a lot of budget meetings. So not just is it election season at Multnomah County, but it's also our budget season. Mm. Um, so we're going to have a lot of things. And as you can imagine, um, Multnomah County is having uh, budget hits just like so many other uh, businesses and governments because of uh, coronavirus. So we're really figuring out how we're going to um, you know, provide the really critical services that Multnomah County residents rely on, as well as the additional COVID response that we need to do. Um, and we'll be working through that for the next few weeks until we vote on our budget in June. Mm. Well, I know we have to get you off the phone so you can have your election day tradition, traditional breakfast. Jessica, thank you so much for jumping in this morning and joining us. Thanks so much, Emily. Thanks, Colin. That's, thank Je- that's Jessica Vega-Peterson. She's candidate for Multnomah County Commission District 3. You can find out more at jessicavegapeterson.com.